Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Auto Central. My name is George Mini, and I'm joined as usual by none other than uh, Wandile Sishi. How's it, Wandile? Uh, hey, George, how are you? In the house, actually in the house this time. So. Actually in the house this time. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Wendy and I have uh, decided to do the show from our uh, respective homes today because uh, uh, there has been uh, you know, an instance of contact with COVID uh, and uh, we'd rather be safe than sorry. So none of the two of us have got COVID. Everyone's healthy though. Yeah, everyone's healthy, but <laughs> uh, but there has been an instance of contact with uh, somebody um, with COVID, uh, and uh, we wouldn't in, in in the team that uh, puts the show together, and uh, and we don't want to put anybody at risk. So it's really just precautionary and uh, doing doing the right thing. So uh, so hopefully everybody's healthy and safe, and um, and uh, you're listening to another episode of Auto Central uh, as usual. And if um, uh, if you want to know what today's episode is about, it is about, uh, is 2021 the perfect time to buy a new car or a new used car for that matter? And, uh, how to get the best yeah. bang for your buck? And later on in the segment, we will review, uh, South Africa's cheapest car, which is the Bajaj Cute. Did I say that right, Wandy? Bajaj Cute. <laughs> I think that's I think that's pronunciation. Yeah, yeah I think Cute. so. Well, we'll find out from uh, our very own Chad Lakoff uh, whether that pronunciation is right a little bit later on. And then, lastly, as always, we'll review some of your questions uh, sent through our Ask Auto Trader platform. But uh, uh, let's get going, Wendy. Where can listeners find the show? So we're streaming live every single Monday at nine AM on cliffcentral.com. Um, but that's just an audio feed. So if you want to see our faces, we also on the Auto Trader SA uh, YouTube channel. Um, and if you're watching that, please don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button and comments. We'd like to hear what you guys um, think about the show. And lastly, if you just want to stream the show and listen to us at your convenience, you can also find us on Spotify, iTunes Music and many other uh, streaming platforms. So we're basically everywhere. Exactly. We're basically everywhere. So go and smash that subscribe, like button, comment, uh, go crazy. Yeah. Uh, we want to hear from you. And uh, the show is growing week on week on week, and we're very, very proud that uh, that that's happening. But today's episode, we're coining the pricing episode, and and as as I said in the beginning, is twenty twenty one really the right time to buy a new or a new used car? And uh, how do you get mm -hmm. your bang for your buck? Uh, you know, because twenty twenty saw the disruption of the South African economy. We've been saying that for for yeah. a long time now. Global coronavirus has had a crippling crippling effect on uh, economies worldwide. And uh, while we think it's probably far from over, especially in South Africa. Um, things are looking positive. Many forms of relief have been put in place and have come about. For example, low interest rates, uh, small business tax breaks and relief funds and, uh, um, you know, it's created potentially a much better time to buy a car. Um, so today, Wendy and I will unpack, yeah. uh, is it a good time to buy your next car and uh, re-coining this, the pricing episode. So, Wendy, what's your opinion on this? Um. Like pretty much every single question that we always asked or try and answer, at least in the show, um, I think it depends. It completely depends on uh, your financial position um, and how it's impacted you. I think for a lot of people who had been saving, now may be a great time to buy a car, but for others, it may not be. Um, so that's why the, the research aspect is just so important with regards to, you know, if it's right for you, it could be right for you. 
uh, it, it, it could be right for you, yes. So let's yeah. unpack some of those. And, uh, uh, you know, my, my thoughts on the matter, um, I think it's yeah. the perfect time to buy a car, to be honest, as long as you adhere to some kind of criteria, rules, which we'll unpack in a second. And uh, ultimately, Are these uh, like secrets you're going to be giving us today with regards to why it's perfect? Well, I don't, I mean, I haven't pre-prepared secrets. Um, I think we've been speaking about uh, these secrets for a long time. Uh, so, so I don't think it's any secret, but uh, we're going to give some structure to it today. And, uh, and, and, um, and, and ultimately, you know, there's some good deals on financing and uh, some good offers uh, on, on one-year-old models at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, you know, getting, getting right into yeah. it, uh, it's definitely cheaper to borrow money to buy a car at the moment i mean what do you say wendy is it like do you find it definitely um, cheaper? I yeah i definitely believe it is definitely cheaper to borrow money to find a car um um i actually did a big purchase during the early stages of covid and i got a great great deal on that purchase because um of the interest rates being so low um and if you can lock that deal or lock in that interest rate for instance or that repayment rates um it could you know in the long term, save you a lot of debt as well. So, yeah, I agree with that. Well, uh, um, Wendy agrees with that, but uh, I suppose the risk there, Wendy, is is more than likely. Uh, you know, if 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 you're going to get a good deal that is on the limit of what you can afford based on the current seven percent interest rate, um, what if that interest rate goes up in the next two years, three years, four years? Um, and that's you know? the problem. Yeah. Um, that's the, that's definitely the scary bit. Um, I was able, the thing that I purchased, I was able to lock it in. Oh, did, <laughs> the you, did you get a fixed contract? Did you get a fixed interest rate? I got a fixed rate. Yeah. But usually, usually when you usually rate. when you when you ask for a fixed interest rate, you, you they give you a higher rate. Um, I did that at the very end. So basically, because of you know how banks work, they all battled for the best rate. And then you know the reason why I went with the bank that I went with is because I'd asked them, now lock that in. Um, and they were just like, Hey man, if you, you know, you kind of played the system. So good for you. Good for <laughs> we'll you. Lock, lock well, you. Oh, there you go. So some, some, some advice from Wendy, you know, uh, uh, once you get your finance deals on the table, ask all of the banks that give you those finance deals. So most of them come back with a similar deal. Uh, ask the deal yeah, to yeah. ask the bank to lock in the interest rate because then you won't suffer from an increasing repayment uh at some point yeah, down yeah. the line when the economy bounces back um and then uh, and then secondly uh you know saving on a uh, uh, savings i think there's some savings on on older models you know not one-year-old models but yeah. maybe older than one-year-old models i mean do, do you think there's some savings on uh, on buying an older car i think even even with one-year models i mean we, you know we've done the research ourselves and we found that well i think it was specific to this one body type which was um buggies um, we found that one-year-old models, you know, you kind of save almost, you know, a hundred thousand rand on some on some specific models, um, which is insane. It's an insane insane saving to go for. Essentially, it's a used car, yeah. um, but you know, um, it's it's a bit older than the latest one, um, but it's still, you know, fairly new. Um, so you know, kind of do the research and you'll find that there's these little secret nuggets everywhere. Um, that you can kind of use to your to your advantage. I suppose quite uh, quite often people rush into the finance deal and uh, uh, not the finance deal, rush into buying a car because it's a it's an emotional purchase. Buying a car, yeah. Um, you know, it and, and, and you, you're is. kind of excited. You want to get your hands on it, and then you don't really look <laughs> and scrutinize properly. Yeah, I mean, even when we talk about it, right? We we always give advice and stuff, but I'm I'm definitely a victim of some of that as well. You know. When you're going to get a new toy, 
you want to play it as fast as possible. And sometimes you let the emotional sort of, um, I guess aspects of, of ownership, uh, cloud the potential savings that you'll make. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so be careful. <laughs> yeah. Just be careful. I think, uh, I think, you know, let your, let your head lead, not your heart. Um, and then, I mean, are there, are there, are there better finance options on the table besides the interest rate? Uh, you know, what, what other things, can people uh, get from banks that could potentially help get your uh, next new or new used car? You know, I've, I've kind of seen lots of, um, you know, the, um, dealerships getting really creative with how they can get people to buy a cars. Um, so one of the things that I've seen is these zero deposit deals. So, you know, you, you don't need the deposit for you to get a lower rate. They'll kind of say zero deposit rates and you can still get the car um, at a decent rate, at least. Um, there's other things that have happened is just, there's a lot more savings, um, that dealerships are doing, um, cashback options. Um, there's, there's just so many different ways that, um, dealerships as well as company or well, automotive companies, uh, who are selling new cars are providing consumers now. Um, and we don't know when it's going to end, right? That's yeah. the, that's kind of the, the, where you'll win is you don't know when it's going to end. So now might be the time to kind of um, you know, take advantage of those. And then, uh, and then, and then I suppose there's the, 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 there would be some price discounting on, um, <clears throat> on vehicles that have ended their, uh, their useful production life where uh, manufacturers stop making that particular model. I mean, uh, uh, there could be some savings there, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, do, I think you'd have to unpack that one for me because I'm mm-hmm. trying to see <laughs> – an example would be like what, like um, I think we like the Land Cruiser 200, for instance. I think that's a, a a model that's about to be discontinued. Are you saying that those models potentially become cheaper because they've stopped? Well, it, I suppose it depends. I mean, if it's a highly popular car, um, okay, you, you're going to get appreciation be in the, the price. But if it's yeah. not such a popular yeah. car and it's been discontinued, the chances are you're going to get a lower price. Versus the specifically, if they're kind of like replacing that model, exactly something that's you know, a bit different. Okay, I see. You know. But to your point, if it is definitely if it's a vehicle that is being discontinued and it's you know has some sort of cult following, it's gonna it's yeah, gonna no, get a little bit more, get a bit more expensive. expensive. I mean, we we um you look at the you look at the the the, the launch of the C class many many years ago, yeah, and uh, yeah. um you 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 couldn't buy the car secondhand for cheaper than you buy the new car. So the new car, buying a new C-Class was actually cheaper than buying a second-hand C-Class. Wow. Um, yeah, that's before C- my time. <laughs> when, when the C-Class launched, I think it was back in 2000. Uh, when was it? Probably 2002, 2001, somewhere around there. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> All right. It's quite where, interesting. I think where, um, where people were another buying thing is new, that new... Sorry, people were buying new C-Classes and then flipping them yeah. for a profit in the second-hand market. What was that? What was, why? Just because they were so popular? Because you had to wait for a new one to arrive? What was, so the, 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 what was the, kind of the... The major change between the shapes and how beautiful the new C-Class looked and, uh, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the features, it just, it just was, a, it was a totally different car. Um, uh, okay. For I some see. reason, the consumers bit onto, onto that and, and just loved the C-Class. Was that dolphin-shaped yeah, yeah. C-class that, uh, that that used to exist? And, uh, and what's people- that car in Russia? There's a car in Russia that's very similar. Um, everyone has it. 
um I can't remember what it's called, but literally I think they try to make a new version of it and people just didn't bite into it. They just wanted to, you know, have the old one. Well, I mean, I suppose that's when <clears throat> when they make a crappy car after the last one was so popular. Um, but uh, uh, mm. but I suppose they could, you know, there's swings and roundabouts here. If you if you find a a, a really good car that's not as popular, um, you could get a good deal mm. when that uh, car runs its course in terms of um, in terms of manufacture. And then uh, um, new cars coming out, uh, you know, yeah, OEMs that's definitely a reason. But they want to promote their new models or facelifts, and uh, you could get a good deal on uh, a new model car um, if uh, if the OEM it gives incentives to, for, uh, for, for for buying stimulation, right? Yeah, I mean, on top of that, though, I think another thing, the fact that there's new cars coming out is, is an exciting reason or a reason for you to consider buying a car in the first place. Um, um, there's lots of cars that have come out this, this year, which I have personally been waiting for um, for a long time. And that's, that's definitely going to stimulate some people who were potentially holding off on buying a car to do so. Well, um, so how do you, how do you ensure that you're not over committing when you buy a car? Um, what, what are the pointers we can, um, we can discuss around not over committing? What are the things we can do? Um, so if you want to ensure that you aren't over committing, I think there's, there's kind of, there's five things which, um, well, the first one I think you should always consider, you know, with yourself is if you can actually afford to buy a new car. Um, this kind of goes back to your conversation of not buying with your heart, with your emotions or your heart and, and rather your mind. Um, so the first thing is obviously just calculate what you can afford and then start subtracting some of the costs that you, um, are associated with ownership as well as the cost that you have on your day to day. A lot of people make that mistake of just buying and not really understanding what is the cost of ownership. Yeah, the cost of ownership is a is a big deal. So you know, so what are the some of the practical things I suppose people can do is is firstly establish your affordability. Um, make sure you can mm. afford the uh, the car uh, from an income point of view, net income point of view, um, and uh, yeah. uh, and 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 prioritize you know the 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 things that matter. I mean, I know. I know that uh, I've heard some people say, "Oh, you can drive your car, you can't drive your house." But at the end of the day, you you know, you, you can you can also sleep in your car. I guess. I think I said that today. Did you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I literally, I think I was telling somebody that today. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can drive your car, you can't drive your house. But but um, you know, you can live in your house. Can you live in your car? I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, can you shower in your car? You can stand outside in the rain, I guess. So, you know, prioritize the right things, rent, food, uh, um, you know, communication, <laughs> yeah. insurance, all those things, and then think about the repayment on the car. Um, because affordability is probably one of the biggest things and people don't take into account the other things involved in owning a car. Definitely. Um, I think the second thing to definitely consider is the fact that the car that you see um, new isn't necessarily the car that you can afford. Um, so there's, there's lots of options that are packaged with with new cars specifically now. So just be aware that um, extras aren't free. They're options. Um, they're options that you have to pay for ultimately. So just be careful that you can kind of, you know, um, afford the, the the spec that you want. Um, and not well, just I suppose I suppose you're always going to go for a test drive in the in the in the highest spec vehicle, and then uh, and then when you buy the base model, yeah. 
um, you know, you're going to have to add all those optional extras. So just be aware of the optional extras. And, um, you know, before getting to debt with a car, settle some other debt if you can first, uh, clothing accounts, overdrafts, home loans, mm-hmm. and let your credit record kind of show that because you might get a better finance deal if you've got a better credit record, right? 100%. 100%. I think it's um, that was what helped me in my situation um, that I was speaking of earlier is the fact that some, you know, banks don't, they want to lend people money. That's how they make a large portion of their money is by lending. Um, it's that long-term benefits that they get, um, from it. So, you know, the, the better you are paying your accounts on time, the better your credit score is. And the more you could potentially afford, and I say afforded inverted commas because it is debt. Um, so don't forget that point. Exactly. And then, uh, and then I suppose finally, uh, you know, if you have a trade in, just because you want to buy another car with your heart, don't forget that your, your current trade in has value and don't be done in, mm. um, mm. you know, try and get some, try and get multiple quotes on, uh, on, on your car that you want to, um, trade in or, or the car that you have to sell. Um, you know, uh, there is the, the, there is the, the very nice feature uh, to try and get a very high level kind of range of what your car's worth on autotrader.co.za. Um, mm-hmm. If you go to valuation, you'll see, you know, you'll get a, you'll get a retail value for your car. And remember that dealerships make profit on cars. So you're not going to get the retail value from a dealer, but it gives you an indication of what the car could sell for in the consumer market. 100%. I think the last thing to add, um, if there's still some time in the segment is, Used cars are a gem. Um, if you're looking for any car, do not buy anything before you go and look on the used car space because there are some amazing deals that you can find there. Exactly. Um, I just wanted to add that point. Every single car that I've ever owned has been used, used because I've just been able to save a lot more than when I had to get, um, you know, a new car. You can get a better spec car for the same price. All right, so uh, I suppose that brings us to the uh, uh, to the part where we have our expert journalist uh, Chad Lakoff joining us in a second um, to uh, review South Africa's cheapest car and uh, the polarizing twenty twenty one Bajaj Cute. And uh, Chad Lakoff uh, does some amazing videos, and you can go and see his stuff on autotrader.co.za. Welcome, Chad, and uh, nice to have you back. Um, did I say the name Bajaj Cute correctly? Um, yeah, I believe that's how they pronounce it, Bajaj Cute. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Yeah. No, you're, you're most welcome. What on earth have you got in that background? Uh, that is yeah. the R8. Is that a virtual background or is it you actually in the studio with that car? No, it is actually, it is actually that vehicle. My so goodness. from one, one complete end of the spectrum to the other. Just <laughs> Although not really. Because bit, yeah, the Bajaj Cute actually isn't a car. The Bajaj, <laughs> that's yeah. Not, yeah, that's true. I didn't expect no, technically, that. No, no, it really isn't. It's not. It's, uh, it's listed as a quadricycle. So it's technically not a car. Yeah which means that it's also exempt from certain sort of uh, taxes and testing purposes and that um, it's registered as a beach buggy. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. So, so beach buggies on cars then as well? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, that, that's, uh, that's on the basis of being a kit car. And okay. the Bajaj falls into okay. under a particular weight, um, stripped down. So, I mean, it's not needing doors. Um, seat belts are largely optional in those sort of vehicles. It's, almost a recreational vehicle classification. 
but the Bajaj Cute is actually the furthest thing from a recreational vehicle. Okay, so this car took I mean, the country by storm. Sorry, Wendy. This car, car, car took the, 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 the country by storm. And uh, yeah. um, now you're starting to make me question the safety because is this, is this car allowed on our highways? It's not allowed on – it technically is allowed on the highways because there's only a, a stipulation as to engine CCs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no real stipulation. It needs to be able to do 40 kilometers an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the minimum speed. And it needs to be larger than a 125cc engine. And that's now where the Bajaj is sort of falling into that. I would not use it on the highway, though, because it has a hard limiter of 70 kilometers an hour. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, it, you know, to George's point, it did take the country to storm because people were saying that you can get this new car or quadricycle um, for the low, low price of 150 rand per month. Um, yeah. and for context, that's, that's cheaper than a Netflix premium account. Um, so yeah. people were no, kind of weighing, you know, do you get Netflix or do you get, uh, no. this you new car? Is that just a myth? You can't buy it for 150 rand a month. Please stop believing okay. everything you read on the internet. <laughs> 1,500 rand a month. Google is not always right, people. Go on to auditrader.co.za. You can believe Chad Lakoff, not Google. Um, he's, uh, he's absolutely right. I mean, where can you buy a car for 150 rand a month? Honestly. No. no. And then of course you saw the things about insuring it for 12 rand 50 or one rand 20 or something of the sort. <laughs> yeah. And this was just people hopping onto the bandwagon and just completely blowing it out. Um, of course the agents that import the Bajaj cutes and that sort of stuff, their phones and computers, emails completely exploded with us with people thinking and many turned away because they're now disappointed that they can't buy a car for 150 rand a month and sadly that's just the propagation of fake news and the likes that just gets people spun up in ways and preys on their naivety and and it's rather sad so that's why we're here we're actually here to you know tell the story and i was reviewing it and i drove it around yesterday i mean i didn't like Mm -hmm. the hype around it i'm not one to want to promote these type of vehicles um but when we sat with the the importer and we spoke about it. He says it's it's not a it's not a recreational vehicle. It's not a consumer vehicle. It's a business tool. It is mm-hmm. a delivery vehicle. It is a taxi service. It's a shuttle service. And um, think of all those massive estates on the golf carts that will cart you to the front gate or to the gym or wherever and that type of thing. And this is to replace. This will replace that. Yeah. And um, this is going to yeah. work if you have a burger joint that you know that makes burgers and offers delivery. You're delivering in a five k radius. Yes. You're going to run it in one of those. Exactly. Um, Any time yeah. that you would be tempted to purchase a delivery scooter. You would consider one of the Okay, this is kind of Yeah, okay, I mean I I'm, I suppose it's I suppose the, it's a business tool, but I suppose the benefit here is yeah. instead of the scooter when it's pouring with rain, keep dry. Correct. Yeah. It's it's yeah. completely enclosed mm. and it will keep them dry. The thing is it has seating and they were telling us a, a story of one of their customers who came in and he bought one and two or three months later he came back and he bought another two and then a few months later he came back and he bought like four and he just exponentially he runs a fleet of over 20 of these oh wow and they are coining yeah. each one makes over a thousand rand a day and all he's doing is wow. doing last mile deliveries. Um, shuttle service wow oh so shuttle service not deliveries shuttle service he's doing a taxi service yes. so when the taxis come and they drop people uh, taxis buses trains are dropping people off at stations and depots and the likes or at mm-hmm. main roads he's taking them the last two kilometers from that main road to their doorstep and he's charging them and then mm-hmm. he picks them up in the morning at their door and takes them to where the taxis are 
wow. instead of having to walk these distances. And he's absolutely coining it. He's operating it in a five kilometer radius area. Yes. And he's, he's every week, he basically could go out and buy a brand new one with the money that he's making. Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, so, so, so Chad, uh, you know, I had a, I had a question I needed to ask you. Uh, mm. Um, you, you, you go and have a look at Chad's Instagram account because, uh, you know, Chad, Chad kind of like sometimes is, uh, is pretty, um, uh, uh, I'm not going to use the word cheeky, but uh, I, I think it's, I think it's quite comical. But, um, uh, uh, you, you put a picture up of you driving this Bajaj, right? And, uh, yes, it was yes. a, it was a, it was a picture of Chad kind of like driving it with, uh, uh you know, looking, looking as if you're the driver. So that, that's what the picture looks like. Go and have a look at Chad's account. You'll see. Yeah, a, point uh, of, a point of view image. A point of view image. Exactly. But what I was yeah. interested in was what did Hin Hin Puppy mean? There's a meme running around that has a, uh, a dog with the rather elongated face. It's a greyhound or something. And it's uh, basically a very, um, Common Afrikaans sort of term from the racing crowd. And then, puppy, you know, we're going <laughs> to, you know, let's race, let's dice. <laughs> let's dice, let's dice. I mean, I suppose. It, so, zero, zero to 70, what does this card do in zero to 70, or do we even know? <clears throat> no. Doesn't matter. No, we're not, we're not really, we're not really phased. I'll tell you what, listen, I wanted, to, I want, I really wanted to hate the thing. I wanted to despise it and I didn't want to, um, especially with my understanding. And I was also misinformed initially thinking that this is now mm. one of those vehicles that is being pushed on as a consumer vehicle. Mm. I didn't realize that this is actually geared as a commercial vehicle as yep. such. And I wanted to hate it until I drove it. And then I found it absolutely intriguing and fascinating. Um, so let me give you the yep. rundown and let's give you an idea as to why it is so interesting. It's because it's so absurd. It's so left field from anything that we're accustomed to. It uses a single cylinder motorbike engine only 217 cc's, makes 9.7 kilowatts. Four-stroke? It's a four-stroke. It's the first time that I've had to use a decimal point to denote a power output. Well, 0.7 is is roughly like 80% of the nine. (laughs) It's it's 10, 8% of the power. It it really is. So, I mean, that's going to be about 13 horsepower at best. 13 horsepower at best. It makes... 18.9 18.9 newton meters. George, it's not going to pull the skin off of a rice pudding. Okay. You're not towing anything with it. It's well, it's I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure that someone's going to try. <laughs> you show it a hill and you're gearing down two gears. How many gears does it have? It does have a, it has a five speed sequential gearbox with a multiplayer sequential, like a, yeah. like a motorbike. And so the motorbike, I mean, George, we've ridden together, we ride bikes, and the controls are now opposite. So now you're changing gears, you know, going five up through the gears yes. with your hand and having to operate the clutch with your foot because it still has a clutch. Oh, wow. So that's a little strange, strange but yeah. you quickly get used to it and you, and you blitz. It is super compact. And the only time that I actually struggled with it was maybe one or two severe hills in here and around our office. We have some large hills here on the aptly named Hill Street. Um, and there I had to take it back to fourth gear, third gear, and then it would only do 40 k's an hour up that hill. But it's a 60 kilometer an hour road and it's a dual carriageway. So I can sit in the left-hand lane. Yeah, I'm not yeah. really causing too much of an issue. Um, but then I did hit a large dual carriageway that has an 80 kilometer an hour speed limit. And I realized this is essentially a highway for this vehicle. <laughs> And once again, I'm going to pull the way into the left-hand lane and just let everybody pass me. And just tell me, was your foot flat on that accelerator most of the time? 
everywhere. Everywhere. So it's a switch. Everywhere. It's a switch. Yeah. It's not a. It's not an accelerator. It's a switch. Let Let's just take what's behind me here, and let's think of how much you're going to be able to enjoy this vehicle on the commute. Yes. Are you going to be able to use all of that power? No. At any given point in time no, on the drive. No. You put your foot flat in okay. that and you're going to be no. up uh, into somebody's boot. In the Bajaj, I redlined it through every gear and ran it to its top speed limiter <laughs> on the drive the home. It's better to drive a slow car fast than to drive a fast car slow. That, I've never heard someone say that. That is so true. Yeah. Better to drive a slow car so how much fast. is it then? Uh, this, Sorry, comes, goes, you know, this goes for 75000 um, if you go okay. and you, you chat to the guys, they will offer financing on it as well. It's going to cost either a thousand five hundred rand or two thousand rand deposit, um, and then it's a thousand five hundred rand a month monthly installment. Um, so they do offer financing on it. There is no Euro NCAP crash testing on this. It is SABS approved, um, but keep in mind that it's a commercial vehicle. Yeah, it's yeah. not a recreational mm-hmm. vehicle. Yeah, sure, you could use it. It has the seating. It has the capabilities for you to do. Um, if you stay 10, 12 Ks away from the office and it's only in congestion that you drive, sure. If you're considering a scooter for that sort of venture, then you could consider, well, not one of these, but the Bajaj. Yeah, yeah. You really could. Um, and it's not going to be too dissimilar in terms of monthly installments. Your monthly installments are going to be a lot longer um, to make up that 75. But, and I mean, yeah. money costs are super frugal. Uh, unfortunately, we had to fill it up. Um, it's got an eight liter fuel tank and that cost us 130 rand to fill. So I mean, but petrol price is petrol price. It's still 16 yeah. odd rand a liter. Yeah. But drive it relatively nicely and you're going to get 2.86 liters per hundred. Wow. That is about wow. what? That is, that is about uh, 20%. Is it 20% of a regular car? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, roughly. roughly yeah. It is half of a economical diesel. Half of an economical diesel. There mm. you have it. So if you want half of an economical diesel. Two final questions, uh, Chad. The first is, where is sure. the engine in the back or the front? It is rear engine, like a Porsche 911. Oh, and so it there we go. to the rear mm. wheels, like a Porsche 911. There we go. So you, know, <laughs> you have a, a slow sports car. Um, <laughs> that being said… Lightweight uh, sports car. Exactly. Um, uh, that being said, however, so I'm assuming it's rear-wheel drive and you can drift it. You can. If you actually go to the Bajaj South Africa Instagram account, they've shared a couple of videos, and there's one that is having an absolute whale of a time in the snow somewhere overseas, and he's sliding it around much better. Lovely, lovely. All right, final question, uh, uh, Chad. Your uh, score out of 10 for the Bajaj Cute. I don't feel that I can give it a score, mainly because it doesn't qualify to be a car. Uh, it is a quadricycle. Uh-huh. And to compare it against the likes of the other vehicles, I don't feel that I could give it a score. Um, if you had to mark it as a, uh, as, as a commercial vehicle, it would score a, a three or four, somewhere around there. It definitely has a place, a place, personal yeah. place, and it's, it's really is uh, a solution to a problem that we do have. As a regular vehicle on our usual scale, it's going to get a one, and that's just because it's cheap. But that's unfair. 
So, uh, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to include Chad's score in the list of scores uh, from our other vehicles because, uh, you know, we think it's just uh, a little bit unfair on the Bajaj, to be honest, and uh, maybe a little bit unfair on the other vehicles as well who would never get that fuel consumption on any day of the week. Yeah. So, uh, so there you have it. Our expert journalist, uh, Chad Lakoff, joining us to talk about the brand new uh, Bajaj Cute uh, 2021 model and if you want to go and have a look go on to autotrader.co.za and go and um, look at uh, Chad's expert review on the Bajaj and many other vehicles for that matter Chad uh, drives these cars I wouldn't say yeah I don't like saying driving drives for a living makes him sound like a driver which he's not Um, he reviews cars for a living he tells us you know uh, uh, in an independent way uh, what these cars can do how they compare with each other and uh, could be very useful in you buying your next car so go and have a look on autotrader.co.za go to the uh, news and review section and you will find that um, we've reviewed uh, almost every car in the last couple of years that has hit our market thank you very much chad for joining us and uh, i'm very envious of you driving that car behind you out of that studio thank you very much guys you guys have a great show and we'll chat again soon see you later well uh, uh wendy uh, what do you think um, I think it was a very honest review, honestly. Um, I didn't expect it to do well, but I did get a lot of answers that people had asked me about the car today. So, yeah, I think you need to just understand what you can use it for, then use it that way. Exactly. It's, it has an application and a place. All right. So finally, let's get into yeah. our Ask Auto Trader piece. And uh, everyday people send Auto Trader some motoring related questions, all things car buying and selling. So now Wandy and I will attempt to answer three of these burning questions. What's the first question, Wandy? So the first question, George, comes from uh, Luanda, who's asking us, do you buy cars? So I don't think you specifically, George, but does Auto Trader buy cars? Well, uh, I, uh, Luyanda, um, unfortunately, uh, AutoTrader does not buy cars. AutoTrader is a marketplace that uh, offers a platform for buyers and sellers to meet. But we do not buy and sell cars. Um, and uh, so, uh, so the answer is no. Um, however, you can use uh, our platforms to buy your car, obviously, um, or even to sell your car. It's a very, very little known fact that uh, Auto Trader has a couple of channels uh, where you could go mm-hmm. and uh, and sell the car that you you want to sell. Um, the one platform is uh, get and get a quote from uh, dealers or should I say get offers from dealers uh, we'll offer your car to our dealer network and that will be mm-hmm. a competing offer from uh, you know uh, probably about a hundred dealers and then the second way is a product called um, uh, sell it for me which uh, we hold your hand we help you with the paperwork we help you vet the buyers mm-hmm. and uh, we do the we do some of the work for you and then the last way is the traditional way which is sell it yourself where you take the risk you put up the ad you deal with the buyers and uh, and you sell your car so uh, those are the ways that you can buy or sell on auto trader next question Wendy. Uh, next question comes from Baba Sado, who says, I am in Zimbabwe. Can I buy a pre-owned car from you, Auto Trader? Well, Baba Sado, you may buy a pre-owned car um, off autotrader.co.za. Uh, be, be, be our guest, but uh, you're probably unlikely to get finance unless you have a local um 
address local income mm. or not even necessarily local income but uh, you know you have to be uh, legally registered here in South Africa to uh, to probably get finance and um um yeah you know if you buy the car cash i suppose you could export it from south africa to zimbabwe 100% okay and the last question comes from ukuta gawa will i qualify if i own 3600 and the car costs 2300 per month. Well, Okutaguayo, uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, uh, at, at an income level of 3,600, uh, uh, there's a very, very slim chance, probably no chance that uh, you'll be able to afford the 2,300 rand a month car uh, based on the bank's yeah. criteria. Um, you know, the, the banks place, uh, you know, varying installment caps, but it's around about 30% of your income that they, you know, they like to see. So, so, uh, uh, if you, if you really think about it, thirty percent of uh, of three thousand six hundred rand is going to be about what one thousand five hundred, just a below one thousand five hundred. You can buy a bajaj. <laughs> you could buy a bajaj. That's that's that is true. No, um, go buy yeah, a bajaj. So, so, so you definitely can, but it's going to put you at a disadvantage. Uh, yeah. Is what she's saying. Yeah. Well, you, I don't think you're going to get the two thousand three hundred rand a month installment uh, through the banks. Mm. Okay. And uh, that, the ladies and gentlemen, is the end of our show, unfortunately. And uh, my name's George Mini, and I've kindly been joined by Wandile Sishi as usual. See you next time. Cheers, Wandi. Cheers.